ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble and dust, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. Morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Wednesday's always busy on the Jeff Dawkins Show. We have uh, John Martin in the next segment. Then we got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Then we got Sam Hardiman. After that, a... Uh, a... Uh, full lineup. Full lineup. A uh, gauntlet. Of uh, of Daily Memphian, uh, it's like writers. pitching against the Phillies. It's like pitching against the Phillies. Uh, Phillies, uh, by the way, uh, went up two games to nothing. Uh, mashing, more mashing last night. So uh, so there you go. Uh, by the way, uh, Andy Fletcher, the uh, aforementioned umpire, who we was working the plate uh, two nights ago, game one of the of the NLCS. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned that he's a listener and that he, he might well have been listening. He texted me yesterday. He said, of course I was listening. So it's, it's just so nice to see uh, people from Memphis succeeding on a national scale like that. And Amen. He's one of the good guys, too. So, um, and yet, Great umpire, And too. this is the way that it works. Also, even better person. Plugged, no, no. Still plugged into Memphis. That's yeah. the point. Like, you can. You... <laughs> that, that was cool, too. Uh, anyway, so that is the lineup. Um, John Martin, Chris Harrington, and Sam Hardiman. Tonight on the ra- on the on the TV sh- on the TV, Jeffrey on the big TV. Um, I got this this nugget from Ron Olson. Do you know who's on Celebrity Jeopardy? Is he, did he tell you too? He did not tell me. Former Memphis Grizzly. Let me ask you this: What Memphis Grizzly, former Memphis Grizzly, would you think might be on? Celebrity Jeopardy, and might you know say, okay, well, he's got a got a shot. I think the most obvious one has got to be Shane. Shane right? is right. Okay. Shane is right. Shane Battier. Now, if you were going to put together an All Star team, a three person All Star, uh, Grizz, former Grizzly or current All Star team of uh, for, for for Jeopardy, or to go the other way, like who's got no shot? 
I mean, you'd, you'd start with Tony Allen on that team, right? Wouldn't you start with Tony Allen? I think Allen? that's probably, yeah, I think that's probably and where I'm starting. maybe Jay Will would be on there. I think so. And Stroh? I don't know. Stroh Mile High, yeah. I think, I like think. Like, th- that, that's a team. I mean, there's a, there are plenty of I candidates. I mean, let's just say, if we're putting the draft board up there, they're high. <laughs> Those guys would be high. Correct. Um, on the other side, you got Shane. I think you have to say Mark Worldly. I think Mark. Atour. Would be uh, and I guess Pal. I mean, Pal would go to like the symphony. You want the brothers? Yeah. You want the brothers? You can have there? that gimmick too. Um, so anyway, but uh, uh, Shane Bettier on uh, on Celebrity. I'm told on Celebrity Jeopardy uh, tonight. So um, there you go. Um, today we have a lot of things to talk about. Of course, it's on ABC. By the way, as always, we got news from the Grizzlies yesterday. It appears that Marcus Smart's going to be play- playing Friday. It appears it's going to be a dress rehearsal, and it appears that uh, Zaire Williams is likely to be the starter, right? Didn't yes. We, didn't we, we gleaned all that from yesterday's. Mark was at the availability, mm-hmm. and he said, essentially, he's like, yeah, it's going to be Zaire Arati, and we both kind of. He, that's what he said. He t- Taylor Jenkins said Zaire, when he was mentioning the candidates, he didn't mention Luke Kennard. So you're thinking, well, okay, if we were trading off Luke Kennard and Zaire, you can go either way, depending on your arguments. But if you're talking about Zaire and David Roddy, at that, that point, seems like tipping your hand. You sort of think, well, why Roddy? Given what we've seen this preseason, and given what we think the ceilings are of yeah. these players, like so, um, so that seems likely. Uh, but then there's two, two um, major happenings over at um, over on ESPN where the Grizzlies uh, figure prominently. <clears throat> one, one, uh, they came out with the, uh, their future rankings. And, uh, their, uh, and this is their, what, 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 do they, what do they call them exactly? Their, uh, they call them their, their... Future power rankings. Future power rankings. Now, I'm always confused by the... Fu- We're going to get to the Josh story in a minute. I'm always confused about the future power rankings because... Um, it's not really very far in the future. It's who's going to win the most over the next three years. And honestly, if you're saying that, it's really the present power rankings. It's really like who's going to win Milwaukee. You know, like Milwaukee's going to win a lot, and uh, Boston's going to win a lot. I mean, and in three years, you're basically talking about the you're basically window. talking about the present. Yeah, you're talking about the present. So you're not really talking about this. Isn't um, San Antonio? You know, because they happen to have a, a budding new superstar right. or something. Who's going to win over most of the next? It's literally they're talking about the next three years. And in their future power rankings, this is going to be tougher for those who uh, want to find insult uh, to the Grizzlies. In their future power rankings, they've got Boston 1. Number 1. Denver 2. Number 2. Oklahoma City 3. Number 3. I would disagree with if it's the next three years uh milwaukee's not there sure milwaukee's old but over the next three years i'll take them and the grizzlies at four um number four so how do you feel about uh how do you feel about that yeah the only thing i'd push back on is oklahoma city uh, and not that not that you wouldn't want to be an oklahoma city fan right now i think that's pretty exciting but at the same time we we've we don't have proof of concept yet. Well, what's interesting is the way they do this is they rank players, management, money, market, and draft, and they rank them one, you know, to thirty, right? Yep. And so, um, and so, what happens is Oklahoma City gets high scores for draft, 
draft capital. Which they basically own for like the next decade. And management, which is fine, but it's kind of amorphous, right? Like, and management. So they're one in draft and two in in management. And so that vaults them up to three overall. They're seven in players, right? Right. And then also because a lot of their players are young, they have money. Yeah, and they also have money. And they have, and they have money at six in money. Yeah. But they're not going to win. They're not going to be the third team that wins the third three third most games over the next three years. They're just not because. And, and the key is players is seven. You know, like right. players is, and over the next three years, players is what matters. Unless you have a player who you think is going to retire at the end of this year, or this is going to last year, and then they're cooked or something. Um, so, um, so Oklahoma City is is too artificially high at three. The Grizzlies are at four, and they are. Uh, players five, management seven, money thirteen, uh, market twenty three, and draft capital fifteen, and so the Grizzlies come in at four. Grizzlies held the top spot in the uh, future power rankings last season as a team full of young talent on affordable contracts with flexibility and upside to win championships moving forward. The off-court issues and suspensions of John Morant derailed their championship aspirations last season and will have to be overcome this season as well. Memphis still has some of the best talent in the league, but his contract extensions have kicked in. The Grizzlies have less financial flexibility moving forward. This exacerbates the challenges of acquiring and maintaining impact players on a small market team. They will look to the continued development and retention of their two defensive players of the year in Jaron Jackson Jr. and newly acquired Marcus Smart, in addition to second scoring option Desmond Bain to support Morant moving forward, all four under contract for at least the next three seasons. There you go. So, uh, but four is, is fine. Four is fine. And I certainly find no offense in that. Uh, but the big story of the day is, in fact, the big story over on ESPN. And it is uh, by Baxter Holmes and Tim Mc- McMahon. Uh, uh, and it's about John Morant. Uh, it is, uh, it is it, the, the, little, the little tease is career on the brink. That's the, that's the, little, the little thing there. And then it says, the alligators got him. The transformation and troubles of Ja Morant. Uh, both of these folks are terrific writers, terrific reporters. Baxter actually uh, interviewed me for this story. And sadly, sadly, the only quote I was, uh, the only, the, the, I, I was quoted saying uh, the most cliche thing ever, which is he's the biggest thing that Memphis has had since Elvis. I don't like seeing other people be happy. I might. I hope I said to him, you know, I know it's cliche to say this, but because then at least you're acknowledging the cliche, and that's dead. The cliche, just that, that's whatever. But I, I like Baxter, uh, and I like uh, Tim. They're both really good, and uh, they have put together an interesting story on Ja. The truth of the matter is, you don't come away from the story with any headline. There's no new incident. There's no new transgression. It is a story about an unraveling with details that are interesting, certainly, and revealing in many ways. Some of the details are revealing. But it's fundamentally a colorful chronicling of the story we all know. Don't you think? Yeah, the way that, and I'm only halfway through it. I'm at the part now where he's, just uh, the shotgun Willie's incident. The way that I kind of think about it is, in 20 years, if somebody's going to read about the whole Morant thing, right. this feels like one one 
document that lays it out pretty nicely. Yeah. And there are things in here, mind you, I'm not, there are things in here that I did not know. Like Plenty of things in here I did not know. So it's not that there's nothing in here I did not know, but the trajectory is one that I absolutely knew. And it's the story, it's the sordid tale that we know of a young man who's underrated and uh, c- comes out of Murray State and is the nicest guy in the world and seems like almost too good to be true. And then the alligators got him. Right, that's like the the the, the tumultuous uh, saga of John Morant and how he didn't handle fame and fortune well, and what will happen next, right? But there are things that are um, that are revealing here, and I'm just going to go through this a little bit. Um, one is, eh, they sort of center the story on the first on the trip to the All Star Game in Cleveland. And I have certainly heard lots of stories about that all-star game in Cleveland. But this is the one where he was, uh, he was uh, Instagram, on Instagram Live, he was drinking tequila, a particularly expensive tequila on Instagram Live, and basically said the, the, the theory that they put forward is that weekend became the tipping point. I don't think anything could be that simple. You don't, you aren't like not drinking and keeping your nose clean and just being a Boy Scout one day, and then a weekend happens, and then you're, you're flat, you know, you're you're, you're falling apart the next. But it was that weekend. Multiple sources in and around the Grizzlies organization said that some early warning signs became habitual when concerns around the team and league deepened, and it is when sources said Morant's misconduct accelerated becoming more frequent and public. So then they reset and they go back and they talk to everyone who basically knew Ja before he was drafted. And this was interesting because they basically go, like it's kind of interesting. You, you, you sort of wondered if you went back to Murray State, because he was a star in the context of that little universe, he was a megastar at Murray State, mm-hmm. right? So did we see any anything? And basically, was there any foreshadowing? They're talking to scouts, coaches, assistant coaches, and everybody says the same thing. Best guy in the world. Just the best, most humble, good guy in the world. Um, and, um, and so then he comes to Memphis. And that, one of the things that's interesting here is they, they quote, quote, unquote, Memphis business persons which I found a little strange, like the Memphis business persons. But anyway, this Memphis business person would say, like, why don't those Memphis, I guess those Memphis business people don't want to be on the record because they don't want to get, right. take off you, John Moran. Well, you don't end the blowback. He would always kind of come off very humble. He would ask, ask questions. Man, if you don't mind, can I have a seat right here? Very courteous. Um, and, uh, but then, then you have the 2021-2022 season where he's named the most improved player. Remember, he didn't want that award, all of that. He said, throughout that 21-22 season, during which Morant was named the NBA's most improved player, a pattern emerged. Whenever the Grizzlies traveled, after landing, a sprinter van would often be waiting at the team hotel to shuttle Morant off for the evening with friends and family who he had flown into that city on a private jet according to team sources. Morant would cover their lodging and foot the bill at establishments they visited. In some instances, team sources said it wasn't unusual for Morant to appear hungover or to be late to team events the next day. 
There was no discipline, another Grizzly source said. They felt like they could do anything they wanted. In my opinion, the enabling was out of control, just constantly. Definitely S was swept under the rug. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, now those same business people, you get different quotes from the business people. He went from being a nice guy to every time you look up, the kid was always into it with somebody, said one of the Memphis business owners whose establishments Moran had visited frequently. A staff member, security, always wanting it his way. It's just so much. I can't say all of it. It just went bad, bro, like the way he carried himself. First, he told me he was coming with his best friend. The next thing, he started coming with an entourage. The next thing, he's got a platinum grill in his mouth. The next thing, he's getting into it with parking lot security because they won't let him park somewhere. Um... The second business owner says Moran and his entourage became so challenging, the staff hated to see Morant and his group walk through the door. That business person recalled witnessing a verbal altercation where Morant and his associates had gotten very respectful to a man's wife. It got so bad that they actually started to threaten each other's lives. So there you have it. Uh, so then you've got the picture of the dissent, right? So now what were the Grizzlies doing? Well, we had the one person saying that the Grizzlies were sweeping it under the rug. That's team source is what it said. Uh, but they paint a picture of some say the Grizzlies were doing whatever they could. Some saying they, they let it go. Like they, 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 they do not come down particularly on one side or the other there. But what they do say is um, is that after the Indiana Pacers incident, uh, when Devontae Pack and whatever else, they got into it in the loading dock and maybe pointed a gun at the Pacers and all that, that then Zach Kleiman and Taylor Jenkins, they talk about this meeting. Zach Kleiman and Taylor Jenkins stewed as they walked into a hotel room in February, early February 2020, uh, 2023. Basically, uh, they'd reached a tipping point. Inside the hotel room, the two men tried to convey to Morant how his conduct had become a major concern, how it had impacted the team he was supposed to lead. Facing the then 23-year-old, their message said one team I, I, uh, insider was simple. You're effed up. So there, there's your blunt meeting with Taylor and Zach Kleiman with John Morant saying this is, you're, you're out of control. Um, and his response to that meeting, according to this story, Back inside that hotel room, the pleasantries were over. Sometimes you have to have hard conversations, said another team source. Morant looked at Kleiman and Jenkins and expressed disinterest, then apathy. The meeting ended as uncomfortably as it began, a superstar unwilling to acknowledge conduct his employer had spent years attempting to manage. Now, uh, Morant's agent has responded to this particular accusation that he was dismissive of Jenkins and Kleiman when they confronted him. And this is what he says. As everyone is aware, John, the Grizzlies have had several meetings throughout this year. In each of these meetings, the Grizzlies have been clear with their expectations while being supportive of Jaws' efforts to work on himself on and off the court. It is grossly inaccurate to say that Jaws' response to any meetings with the Grizzlies have ever been dismissive. Um, anyway, and then you have... Shotgun Willies, the strip joint incident, then you have the other gun incident, and then after that, you don't really have, eh, there's nothing particularly after that that I think 
I need to go over except to say the Grizzlies are continuing to be concerned about his behavior. Which, of course, they are. Well, yes. Why this wouldn't is, you? Well, like, it's, it's the biggest concern the Grizzlies have. The Grizzlies it? are going to be number four in that power ranking. It's, it's pretty much entirely dependent on it. <sighs> um, and um, the business person. The business person. Um, I'm not against Ja. I'm just against the foolishness. Like, why? That's my problem. I would love for him to become a billionaire in our city because I know what they would mean to our city. You don't get these kind of draft picks every time you turn around. At this point, he knows he's richer than we are, and he feels he's bigger than we are. But the opportunity you have is a great one. Time is not on your side. I can only see it at the end of this thing that had a lot of regret. And, uh, and then at the end, and this one actually I didn't like particularly, more business person. Um, and this business person sat down with T and Ja and warned them. I said, listen to me, because I've been around a long time. I've seen the cycle. So when he put, starts putting all that S in his mouth, all those GD chains around his neck, he wanted to be a rapper. And I told his dad, your son wants to be more of a rapper than a basketball player. It's going to go bad. The warning, he said, went unheeded. That's the end. I, I, you know what? I, that, that's vaguely... I, I don't think you're a bad person because you have uh, chains, you know, or because you have a grill in your mouth. Like, I, I that's borderline, eh. We don't, we don't need that. We, 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 don't, we don't need that. Well, I mean, we also don't know the profile of what the business, who the business is. We don't is. know the business person. Yeah. The, business, the, the anonymous business people were the one part of this story that made me a little queasy. Like, who, who are the anonymous business people? And, I, again, I'm, I understand lots of times there is a need for anonymity. Um, but uh, there you go. So I thought that the, the stuff that was new, really, that meeting, that, per, that meeting, I had never heard about it before. Did you? I assumed it had happened. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, did, I, did you ever yeah. hear about a meeting in a hotel with one where he was dismissive, where it was then? I was told that they met with him. But, I mean, do I know that, like, on that, that's, no. But I was told that they'd, they'd had that meeting. Right. The, um, it would not shock me at all that Ja would have been dismissive. Well, that look because at his entire behavior. He was dismissive. Yes. Like after that, after that incident, his entire behavior was, "I'm being picked on. I didn't do anything wrong. They threw my brother out of the game. I'm the victim here." So if he was dismissive to Taylor and Kleiman, which is again something I had not read or been reported to me anyway, seen anywhere, I um, it would not surprise me in the least. That that um, that 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 I I would almost think that it was obvious. Yeah. Well, it's never. There's a difference between a lot of times people say that. Like they would always say back when I remember when Gary Parish was reporting about Albert Means. People say, "Well, yeah, I knew that," and I'm like, "Well, why didn't you report it?" Like people can say it's obvious or not obvious, but in, it, report the stuff. If people think it's obvious, report it. So I give them credit for their reporting. I guess is where I am. No, on that story. I, I agree with you, but I mean, a, I'm not a reporter, and b, right. it's one thing to know something happened; it's another to be able right. to report right. it. Exactly, and I give them credit for knowing it and well enough to be yes. able to report it. Um, in terms of the broader picture here, I don't really think this story. Like, I think it has interesting, compelling details that make it worth reading, but. It doesn't change anything for me at all. Like, in fact, the only thing to me, I think about what John Morant is thinking. I heard you and Mark talking about this yesterday, mm -hmm. about Ja watching the game yep. and tweeting about the game as it was happening. 
And this was the Miami Heat broad telecast. Yep. And so what they did was they sort of brought everyone up to date on John Morant, right? And someone tweeted out, I'm so sick of reading this stuff about John Morant. And John liked that tweet, yep. right? And as I think you pointed out, that is going to happen every game. Like every time he plays a new team, they're going to talk about the John Morant story. It's a little bit like it's a much more, it's a much bigger version of the DeAndre Williams is old thing. Yes. Like every time. Riley, Riley was, Ferguson was a construction worker. Right. Every time a new broadcast team or even the old broadcast team is broadcasting about DeAndre Williams, they're going to say that he's old. And it's not because they're picking on him or whatever else. It's because they're telling the story and the story involves DeAndre Williams being old or Riley Ferguson once upon a time being a construction worker yeah. before he transferred to Memphis. And it certainly, in this case, involves John Morant and his misdeeds. 100%. Um, and, and, and there's no malice in, 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 in telling that story. And no one is picking on John Morant in telling that story. He is a mega superstar with a Nike shoe, for God's sakes. Um, but I think he will interpret it that way. And if he reads this story, you know what he's going to think? F Memphis and their businessmen and or, their business people. Well, see, I'm, F I'm less concerned about F that. F everybody. John, I am quite confident, still thinks he doesn't think the alligators are getting him. He doesn't think it's the alligators. He thinks it's the media mm -hmm. or the league or. I, I think he just thinks everybody's out to get him. Everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't even specify. It's like everyone's out to get him. So to me, I worry about. In all of this, Jaws' mindset, not because I'm some great humanitarian who worries about everyone's mindset. Fine. I, I want well for John Morant because why not? Well, who wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? But, you know, I, I, the real reason is selfishly I want him to be happy and productive as a grizzly. Bingo. And how do you think he's going to view this? I have no idea. I'm trying to predict where his headspace is. I'm actually less concerned about the business people. Uh-huh. The what I'm curious to know is, does he think, uh, you know, there's and there's moles in the in the Grizzlies organization yeah. that who said that he was dismissive. That's maybe well, they're that's, out to get him. Too. That's the story. But it's funny, like the Grizzlies are not quoted in here, and it doesn't even appear. Like I don't think this does not. This story does not cover the Grizzlies in glory. Like there are stories that you can think, oh, that came from the Grizzlies. If you're a reasonable person and you're reading this story, you don't think it came from the like if you're if you don't think it came from the Grizzlies. Doesn't make the Grizzlies look so great. There's a little bit of, oh, they tried. They tried, but it doesn't make the Grizzlies look so great. So if someone from the Grizzlies was talking to these folks, I don't think it was I don't think the sources here are Zach Lyman. No, I, I agree with you on that, but I don't I, sometimes I don't think that matters. Right. It could be just someone inside the organization right. who said whatever. Well, yeah. it doesn't take much to sow distrust. No, no, it doesn't yes, you're exactly right. And so will he interpret this as being an attack from the organization? Right. I think that's a good point. Related to my point, but just generally. Like, yeah, no, is this going to be fed up? I wasn't up? telling everybody to take notes. No, is he going to be fed up? It, does this make him more? Is this somehow? And the, the truth of the matter is, is that it's actually the opposite. Memphis is still kinder to him than the rest of the world is. Oh, oh, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, absolutely. But I don't think he sees that. I think he sees Memphis as, 
You know, it's the old, uh, he, who was it who said he's got to get out of Memphis? Uh, last, last year in yeah. the midst of all of this? Was it Stephen A.? Oh, no, Perkins, 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 Perkins. Oh, yeah, it was Perkins. So, uh, anyway, there's your story. Again, there's no new, like, here's the truth. The worst thing that could happen from Ja and for the Grizzlies at this point is a new story. Well, the worst thing would be is a new story that's happened since the gun, the last gun incident, right? Like, that kind of a new story. This happened, Ja was involved again, and now what 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 now? Yeah. The next worst story thing, the other bad thing that could happen is another story that happened before all this. Like, but there's something that we hadn't heard about. Like another footlocker incident or another yeah, just a new incident. Just another one. Just yes. another and there's not there's not there's none of that in here. No, I agree with you. It's just the same stories retold with details. Yeah. And um so from that perspective, it doesn't really change anything from the Grizzlies. Like uh, David Boyd. My sports editor texted me and asked me if I'm going to go to Grizzlies practice today. I don't really write about sports anymore, but uh, not much. Sometimes, occasionally. I might write about Ja when he returns. Um, am I going to go down because he's going to be asked about this story? I don't know. What could, what could Taylor Jenkins possibly say about this? I don't see anything. Is this an occasion? Just because they wrote about it doesn't seem to occasion to me that, I don't know. Like uh, when you When you read it, I don't have a glaring question for Taylor. I suppose, though, it'll be, do you have any comment on the story yeah, today? Yeah, do you have any comment on no. the story? And the answer would be no. Right. No, we're moving forward with job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, were, was he dismissive in that meeting, I guess? Did you find, have you ever found Jod to be dismissive of your concerns? Uh, you know, whatever. I guess that could be a story. Um, but I don't think... But, like, that's too... Isn't that too narrow of a question? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I like, it's either I yes or it's no. There's, and we... there's no headline. Like I said, there's no headline out of the story. There's no new incident. There's no headline. There's there's details about um, a trajectory that we have uh, witnessed. All right, so there you go. You know, I would say I read it so you don't have to, but I think you should go read it, people. So I'm not, like, saying that. Uh, go read it. Uh, it's, inc- it's incredibly well written. It's a really interesting story about a, uh, you know, really important figure in um, the city of Memphis. And so there you go. I said, uh, just try to ignore the fact that my one quote was about Elvis. Mm-hmm. I try not to, you know, go down that path. Isn't that always disappointing, like, when you do? I don't, I'm just, like, no, 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 it's I'm the just obvious saying, like, quote. It's an obvious quote. No, but it's just like when you, when, you, when you do something, you know, let's say, what, what, I don't know, was it a 15, 30-minute interview I, or no, whatever? I, no, I probably talked to him. I mean, I, I, I know Baxter a little bit from other reasons and so we just met at Panera and had coffee for an hour so and then part of it he talked to me about this stuff and I I, I didn't in, in fairness I didn't have anything interesting to say that isn't hasn't you know whatever it's 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 uh the story is the story is pretty obvious at this point the question is where does it go yeah right that's the interest like what's the next? interesting yeah. part of this is Okay, this is where he's hit. I want to read the story that Baxter Holmes and Tim McMahon write five years from now. That's what I want to read. I want to read that story. And I don't know what that story is going to look like. I wish I could tell you that I am 100% confident that that story will be a redemption story. 
I didn't even been using that word because like now it's even that's just become a slogan to jaw, right? So um, to me, that's the question. What's the next story? Uh, what's the, what's the five year, what's the three year story? What's the five year story? What's the story at the end of this year? Do you have a prediction? What's the story at the end of this year? I think this year will be relatively drama free. I think this year's going to be about basketball. I think when we get to the end of next year... Will people be really hat quick to write the redemption story? Probably. First great game he has? Probably, because NBA media is more cheerleader than any other media. I, I do think when we get to the end of this season, whenever it occurs, I think the conversation is going to be what happened in the playoffs. Positively, negatively, indifferently. Like, I do think the story is going to be the postseason. I guess if you could just, even if it's a disappointing pro season, it would be refreshing just to have it be just get through a year yeah. where it's where he has a good year and it's just basketball and nothing else happens. Um, that's the story that I would like to see. That I would see the written. If something else happens, if there is a disaster, call nine zero one respond. Okay, that's not true. Like if there's a jaw disaster, I don't know how Service Master by Cornerstone would handle that. But any other kind of, you know, the disasters that are likely to befall you, uh, Service Master by Cornerstone can handle those. Locally owned, locally operated. Uh, and here's the thing. So in that moment, you, you walk, you, you see your pipes have burst. Water everywhere. Or a tree falls through your house and it's still raining and everything's getting ruined. Or you put out the fire in your kitchen, but there's smoke and everywhere, and 901 respond. That's who you call. And what you'll know is, because, like, you might, one in the morning, are you going to be able to get your insurance guy on the phone? Probably not. But can you get 901 respond? They'll come over, and they will help you on your, and they'll work with that insurance company. They've got a a 24-hour phone line, locally owned, locally operated, the number one service master franchise in the country. It is Service Master by Cornerstone, located right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Put it in your phone so uh, when you need it most, you uh, have that number handy. we got a busy day. We've got uh, John Martin and then Chris Harrington and then Sam Hardiman. It is the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Tristan Crick with BetQL. The latest Heisman odds are out, and Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington sits way ahead of the pack at minus 140 to win it all. But consider this. Last year at this time, C.J. Stroud was the leader by a mile to win at plus 100. Since the Pac-12 is stacked, the road for Penix will be tough. So take a close look at someone like Dylan Gabriel, for example, at plus 800, which is exactly where Caleb Williams was at this time last year to win the Heisman. I'm Tristan Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com slash joy. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizm of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Bruno, a Better Money Habits volunteer champion who helps debt feel less scary by giving clients tips and tools to tackle it little by little. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. Are you looking for homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second-generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates indefinitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance, 867-SAVE, 867-7283 on the web, rookinsurance.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Hustle up, we've got eight more floors to go before lunch. Sarusha's window washing business is reaching new heights. Wipe, wipe, and let's roll. They need more certified cleaners to keep online reviews crystal clear. Team, I know we're hustling, but watch for streaks. Candace, can you give me a hand over here? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state, thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-330-2929. That's 800-330-2929. 800-330-2929. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live. We got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Majestic Grill might just be that one place that can be everything to everyone. I'm not the person who first said that about the Majestic Grill, but I think it's absolutely true. It's the place to go for a downtown business lunch, and it's also the place to go before a show at the Orpheum. And it's also the place to go to sit at the bar and have a cheeseburger, and it's the place to go for a date or a special dinner out. So swing by their beautiful restaurant at 145 Main Street. The Majestic Grill is a slice of Memphis history that Denny and Patrick Riley have filled with a warmth that is hard to describe and harder to resist. When you think of health, where does your mind go? To the doctor's office or to your community where you can join kids clubs and local events? At your grocery store where an allowance makes it easier to eat healthy or on your street where a ride is there to take you to the doctor? We're WellPoint, a health insurance company that knows that health isn't just one thing. It's everything. WellPoint, your whole health is our whole point. Services are provided by WellPoint Texas Inc. or WellPoint Tennessee Inc. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. She nursed him there. Yeah, it's uh, it's Wednesday. That means it's Wind Down Wednesday at Bounty on Broad, and that means between 5 and 6, 25-cent martinis. I'm not a big drinker, I'll be honest. I'm not a big, I never was a big martini drinker. Do you drink martinis, Jeffrey? I do not. My wife likes one. She likes them. One? She likes a dirty martini. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, 25 cents go, go crazy. 
Go crazy. 25-cent martinis between five and six a bounty on broad. I would argue that you should go with a friend, get the 25-cent martinis, or get the half-price bottle of wine. That's all mine. Uh, and, uh, and on also, get the pork belly confit and the fried oysters. Confit and the fried oysters. And you will be one happy human being. And, uh, and, uh, and whatever disquiet that John Morant story caused you, uh, you will be, uh, you will, uh, you'll be in a warm and happy mood. And uh, it is Bounty on Broad. Beautiful restaurant. You can sit at the bar. It's upstairs. They have a beautiful bar. Uh, the whole restaurant's stunning and delicious food. And on Wednesday, 25-cent martinis. It is Bounty on Broad. Joined now by John Martin. John got a late start on the day, he tells me, so he's not in the uh, he's not in studio today. He's on the phone. Does your late start did it enable you to read the piece about John Morant? I saw a little bit of it. I read a little bit of it. Um, you know, it's good reporting for a national audience. Not much new to anybody listening here. Um, uh, I guess you know, a hotel room meeting, a dramatic hotel room meeting is <laughs> where he was dismissive. You know, he was dismissive. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I thought his his behavior made that pretty clear. He uh, was dismissive. He was he to us as a in, in his he was publicly absolutely dismissive. So it does not surprise yeah. me at all to know that he was yeah. Zach Kleiman I mean, and Taylor Jenkins. You know, sometimes dismissive. you have to like remind yourself. Not everybody in the world knows that what happened. You know, with Ja. You know, like I, like we do. We all know everything. So we we talked about it incessantly. Well, what you know? Yeah. What 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 I think so is there's really nothing new right. for us in this. What I think is interesting is so they paint this picture of John Morant, humble, chip on the shoulder, unrecruited, everyman coming out of Murray State, right? And then they picture paint this picture of a guy who, when people when he'd head into people's establishments, they'd hate to see him coming. He was such a jackass. They don't use that word, but that's the essence, right? Of what. That's the S. Like, is it really that? Is it really that? Is the story really that simple? Just a guy who got fame and riches and was one thing before he got fame and riches and became another thing after he got fame and riches. I actually don't believe that completely. Like, I think fame and riches can 100% change you. We've seen that for lots of people all over the place, right? But I honestly, first of all, I don't think John's necessarily a bad guy now. Like, I still think that humble guy who was the nicest guy in the world is still in there, too. You know, I, I don't I don't think it's just a I think in telling someone's story, anyone's story, people tell my story. They it's way too simplistic. It's oh, Jeff, he was an unhappy lawyer and then he had the courage to go out and change his life and find happiness. Well, I'll be honest, it's a lot messier than that. All kinds of ways. And um and so I think it's hard to tell a story. Yeah, I think for the reason you say, we don't really know what happened with Ja or what really what Ja is now. I want to read. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I kind of did just think it was that simple. You know, um, I've talked about it before. Like, I mean, he he, he everything really came to him so fast. Uh, you know, and, and and even though you sort of prepare for it and you train for it and you hope one day to be in this position, like he wasn't really ever close to it until he was in it. You know, I mean, he was just a he was just a dude playing high school basketball, 
Then he was at Murray State, like where, like, you know, nobody, what, right. what's he doing at Murray State besides playing basketball, right? right. And then one day, you know, fame fortune. A huge step. You know, and all of a sudden, it's like, boom, he's the star of college basketball. So you think it's the oldest story. It's his oldest time. It's the same story as Elvis, you know? Young man out of Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, and I thought you quoted it. I mean, I thought you could have done a better job. (laughs) My quote was sad. My quote was sad. Yeah, it it was pretty lame. It was pretty sad. So, um, but that's that simple. I know you said a lot more than that. They just picked and chose what they wanted to use. That's one sentence they chose, yeah. That's the one sentence. One sentence. I would have liked, if that had been, if they'd given me three sentences and one of them had been Elvis, that would have been okay. But right, have, no, but if, if they it have makes one it sound like, sentence, we ain't had nobody here but, that's Elvis. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because, like, Tennessee gets this rap as a stereotypically, you know, backward place sometimes. And, like, we're different than a lot of Tennessee. But I was listening. I'm As you know, I do, I do FanDuel and I do a, so, and I'm, you know, I try to invest as well as everything else. I don't just, you know, I don't just, I don't just talk a good game. I'm trying to get myself up to speed. So I listen to like other gambling shows and stuff. And there was this guy from Tennessee on this show earlier. I listened to this week. His name was Patty from Tennessee. Listen to this clown. Hang on one second. Let me see if we have this. Hold on. Wait one second. This is Patty in Tennessee. And uh, I, I just want to know what in the hell. Mike Jones is thinking. I mean, you know, I, I know that that's an incredibly difficult position to play in the National Football League, but dude, I mean, do you need to be congressionally investigated? <laughs> I mean, of all the things that you do in that situation, you take a sack in the, I mean, are you dumb? Or stupid. I mean, you got Ramon Gray Stevenson there to check down your tight ends, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. He's on the hell, just throw it to him. I mean, what in the hell? Bill Belichick, man, just let it go, dude. Let it go, man. I mean, you were on that last drive. Took 15 minutes off the game clock. You didn't give a down two scores, three scores, and you didn't give a shit. And your quarterback doesn't give a shit either. I mean, that ruined. I mean, I threw the remote through the window, hit my neighbor in the head, got a broken window, a broken spirit, and you got a broken quarterback piece of shit. And I'm the idiot. I'm the one who found the Patriots. What the did I expect? I mean, you got nincompoop Josh McDaniels versus a tanking Bill Belichick congressional investigation shit. I tell you what. Safety in the end, but all the guy around you throw a pick fit. You piece of shit. You're horrible. Um, so. Ah! What, what, John? Those were a lot of my emotions. What what do you make of that guy, Patty, from Tennessee? Well, he, he obviously he obviously it was a big swing for him. Clearly, I mean, again, on that Pat's key. this is on the Pat's Raiders game. Yeah, he must have had Pat. It sounds like he had Pat's plus three there, and uh, you know the Pats were down two with the ball. With the I'll be honest, so left. I was listening to this because I'm trying to you know I want to make sure I have the edge, uh, yeah. and I was listening to this, and as I listened to it, 
it sounded a lot. I'm going out on a limb here. It sounded a, a lot like when you do voices. And then I remembered uh. that your gambling segment used to be called Patty's Picks. And yeah. I'm putting two and two together, and I'm not getting five, John. No, I'm not. Yeah, but, no, that's I'm not. I wouldn't. Uh, no, I'm not calling into a gambling show and using an <laughs> alias. I, I mean, I, of course not. You, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course not. I, you I, wouldn't I, look, do I that. Why you would? I understand why you would make that leap. You know, that leap yeah, you'd call I it. I get it, but I mean, I just. I, I mean, what gambling show is that even? I I, I don't. I even go to know so many of them now. Is. I go to so many of them now that I yeah, I lose I mean, track I of where. You know, again, I appreciate the effort, but. I, I will say I, I let me ask you this: Did you have did you have the Patriots? Oh, hundred percent. You did. Yeah. So, Patty and I really are one and, in that way. And, and that I was, safety, I mean, I that safety cost you a significant amount of money. Uh, I mean, I, I lost a bet. I mean, you did lose a bet. You know, but it's you know, I I don't like to use the word significant. You right, know, I wouldn't right, nothing, say that. No. Okay. All right. Fine. Significant um, is what I have to send my wife every month for child support. <laughs> child, it's not called child support when you're the parent, John. When you're oh, the when you're oh, in yeah. the, when you're still in the coupleship and you're the parent. Oh, uh, it's not okay. called child support. It's called just okay. it's called parenting. It's, it's called right, parenting. Yeah, he calls it yeah. child support. Jeffrey also not paying. Jeffrey's also paying that, child that's support. A, that's a significant amount of money for uh, the parenting. How, Jeffrey, have you found child support to be a significant the, amount of money? The great thing <laughs> for me is all the money just goes straight to Aaliyah, and oh, she like and she I, I, I don't think it. about it. Yeah, that's very good. That's a very good system. See, for me, all the money comes straight to me. Um, um, you know, and you and, dole it and out. I, and I, that, that, that's the way I got to have it. Um, all right. Uh, in other news, the uh, Memphis Tigers basketball program not ranked in the top 25. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that they are one of the top best 25 teams in the country? Uh, not without DeAndre Williams, I don't. No. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you know, all the analytics sort of suggest that. Uh, I mean, there are, I would say there, there are 25 teams in front of them. Um, not to say that would be the case at the end of the year, but, you know, Memphis has sort of show that, uh, you know, it can coalesce and come together with this new group of guys um, without DeAndre. I mean, I'm assuming no DeAndre. Uh, So I think that's definitely fair. Um, And they have a chance to do it, but they got to show it. So, you know, I I have my own sort of concerns. Like, What are your concerns, John? Well, Mike, my, without DeAndre Williams, Mike, my concerns really are the fact that you're completely starting over, totally. Like, there's not even a, there, there's not a. I mean, Jaden Hardaway is your holdover, you know, and and Malcolm Dandridge, you know, nobody. In other words, nobody that's ever played a real role on this team. Um, so, you, you know, who's who is like because even when Kendrick came in, right? Kendrick was like a unicorn in a lot of ways because he was. It was obvious that he was coming in to be the leading scorer. He was the AAC player of the year. But he was also humble enough to understand and recognize that, like, yo, I, I'm just showing up. I, I, you know, DeAndre's been here for years. You know, they're both from Houston. You know, there was, like, a, there was a mutual respect thing there. So there was never really, like, a conflict or a clashing. And You're worried about a clashing? Much, huh? You're worried about a clashing? I just, I just worry, like, about a pecking order. Yeah, like, I worry about, like, I think you have sort of six guys that probably feel like they should be the leading 
Yeah, uh, uh, I man. think it's a problem. I, I, I don't think it's. A, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's great to have without DeAndre. If you have DeAndre, it's, it's not a problem. But with, or should we have with him? It's not a problem. Without him, it becomes a, a problem. I still think even with DeAndre, it could be a problem because he's not the, he's not, Kendrick. He's not going to have the ball in his hands all the time. It could be a. It, it, there'd be there'd be more solutions to whatever problems. I guess I would say, the issue to me is there is going to be a sorting out. I'm actually pretty confident that by the end of the year, Penny will have it sorted out. That's his history, right? You know, he he figures it made look like a mess at the beginning of the year, but by the end, he has it sorted out. The problem is, is your damage is done to your seating in the beginning of the year, and I that would not surprise me at all if that's what happened this year. Yeah, it's sort of the same thing every year, isn't it? I mean, it's like, and again, like, this is now a, 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 you have to do this because the the AAC is just it's it's a it's a sorry excuse for a league. So you have to go out and you have to be willing to play people like Missouri on the road, like A and M on the road. You know, before you're necessarily ready. Um, every year you're not going to be like a, a, a well-oiled machine ready to just take off like Memphis in a seven oh eight. You know, like it's gonna you're gonna have to take some lumps. Um, but it, it is the only way. It is the only way for Memphis if they do wish to have a decent seed because you can go 16 and 2 in the AAC and it won't matter. Just like Ryan Silverfield can go 8 and 4 in the AAC and it won't matter. So you just, you just have to do it and hope that it goes well. I mean, look, I think the, like the, the bull case, as they say, for Memphis is that, uh, you know, Javon Quinterly is a super mature guy. He's been a point guard for an elite eight team. He comes in, he's an immediate leader, um, and he's able to sort of get these guys to to fall into place. He is, a, you know, that is that is one advantage that we're not arguing over who the point guard is. You know, we can argue right. about the other four spots. We're not arguing about who the point guard is, and I think maybe that's everything else can sort of fall in line behind him. Do you have that a guess, be, by the way? Who's your current guest leading scorer? Um, it's tough. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this that is the problem. It's like, you know, I, I, I guess I would probably I've stymied Patty. Jordan. I mean, I'm John. Sir, my name is John. John, I've stymied John. Flummoxed him. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll go Jordan Brown. I think you might have gone with him big. last time. Did you go with him last time, or was it? He wasn't uh, here last time, Jabroni. No, no, I asked you this question. I asked you this question this summer before you, and I. Well, I mean, the, my, so my answer hadn't changed. Why would it change? I think that's exactly right. I think you might. I think I'm, I'm not criticizing you. I'm I'm remarking on your consistency. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm remarking I'm on your. I'm remarking on I mean, your I, consistency. I, no, no, pick a yeah. side. Stay on it. Stick no, a side. Yeah, I, I, get off the get fence. Off the that's right. All right. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you. John Martin, Jason John, every single day from 11 until 2. So I did it yesterday. I went in to uh, pump iron, ladies and gentlemen, starting strength. Because I know this to be true, that strength, functional strength, is the most important. Like, I can run, I can cycle, I, but strength matters. Thank you. Thank you for that. And so I went in. The, the gym is called Starting Strength. And it's not just a gym. It is a program. And um, uh, the, the place is right around the corner. It's on Poplar in Germantown, right around the corner from Trader Joe's. And uh, right across from Whole Foods there in Germantown. And um, so you, I go in. Jeffrey, do I look like I pumped a lot of iron to you? 
Not not the most. <laughs> That's a fair way to put it. Not the most. And and so then they you walk in and they have uh, on each side they have four platforms basically with weights. They're like free weights. They're like big heavy weights that you pick up in the air and stuff. And um, and there are it was there were everyone has their own platform and and you get it for ninety minutes. You can do if what if you want to get done what you need to get done in an hour, you can get done what you need to get done in an hour. But you have it for up to ninety minutes because they want you to do it right. They want you to make sure you get the most out of every exercise you do, uh, which involves doing it correctly. And um, and and here's who's there. There's there's a there were a bunch of men who were sort of thirties, eh, forties, probably like guys in there who were, who were lifting a lot more weight than I will ever lift. Let's be honest. There were a bunch of those fo- 